Hey there, welcome to the Lead Bold Podcast, a place where we engage in incredible conversations with amazing leaders in ministry and ministry partners as we encourage and challenge one another to live fully into what God is calling us to be. For each episode here on the Lead Bold Podcast, we focus in on what we call the three W's when it comes to talking to our guests. The first W is a word, something that has been given to them or been put on their heart by God about working in ministry. Two is a warning, something that they have learned from, can share insight for, or can even kind of open up vulnerability about failures and places where they have room to grow. And lastly, wow, a time in their ministry and in their walk with Jesus where they have been blown away by what God has done and what he has taught them. Let's jump into our episode for today. Welcome everybody to part two of our conversation with Jody Tay. If you listened last time, you got to hear some of the Lead Bold origin story, but this time we're going to really just get to hear from Jody about what she wants to share. You saw from the title of the episode, It's a Tug of War and I'm the Rope, that you have a little bit of a hint of what this might be like. And my guess is that sometimes you feel like the rope. But in our conversation, we're going to talk about how can that change the way that we view our productivity versus our wasting time and really the unique and powerful ways that God shows up differently when we choose to let go. As always, I hope you'll be encouraged and inspired by what you hear. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lead Bold Podcast. We are doing episode part two with Jody Tay. Hey, Jody. Hello. So good to be here for part two. <laughs> and of course, I'm with uh, my fearless co-host, Aaron Seth. Hey, Aaron. Hello. Exciting to be back with Ms. Jody Tay again. Yeah. it's uh, So if you didn't listen to part one, I want to encourage you to go back and listen. We kind of talked through the Lead Bold origin story, but funny story, we intended to just hit that real brief and then go into all the normal words are three words that we talk about with all of our guests. And then as we got into the story, we were like, hold on a second. This actually needs to be its own episode. So now we're circling back because now instead of talking about lead bold, we are going to hear from Jody and just what we can glean from her as ministry leaders um, from her experience. And just our hope is that um, you guys listening would be encouraged that you would be, um, that you would feel that this relates to where you are, where God has you, and that you would just hear exactly the word that you need to hear today. So, mm -hmm. with that, Jody Tay, for those that don't know you, give us a little like sneak peek into the life of Jody Tay. The life of Jody Tay. Well, I um, I work with this woman named Andrea Coley at a church <laughs> called Crossways. <laughs> That's in part one. Um, but I serve as the associate pastor there, which means um, I do what women normally do in any role that they're in. You wear a million hats, right? Like give you, you want a job description? I don't know. It's like 2,500 things, um, but that's that fine. Right? And I, and I love it. Cause like I said earlier, I'm a two on the Enneagram. So give me a job and I'm going to do it. But I help oversee, I help lead our staff. Um, I get the privilege of being on our teaching team and on our elder board. Um, I oversee our spiritual formation department right now. And I also serve on the, on the lead bold board. That's another hat um, that I wear outside of church. So it's kind of a, kind of a hodgepodge of different things. And every single one of those things I love doing. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, I know a lot of days it feels like, am I winning anywhere? But I got to tell <laughs> right? you, you have all, you have so many places where you are winning right now. And, and, you know, it's probably great you. that you're part of it. One of, one of your organizations is all women because you have a house of boys. You're a mom of boys married. So she got a lot of testosterone going on around her. You just took the words out of my mouth. I mean, I had to have my boys come in and set up my podcast set up today because they're all about, they can, they know how to build their computers from the ground up. Each of them built a gaming computer from the ground up and they're very and let's clarify their ages. These, these kids are not 20. Oh, they're like, young. no, one is, one is just turned 10 and the other one is 13. Oh my gosh. And wow. um, yeah. They just love it. They're like, we'll set it up for you, mom. Here's the camera. I'll get you the podcast. Mic. Here's what you need. They set it all up. Right. So they might not I love go, them to pieces. They might not go to tea with you, but they will set no. up all your gadgets. So you've got that going. Yes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, with that, I love that you have, you know, you have the pastor hat, you have the nonprofit hat, you have the elder hat, you like a lot of things. I just want to jump into what you have to share mm -hmm. with us today. So those of you that are listening, you know that we kind of recently switched up what we ask, but we always ask our guests the same three things. So we're going to have Jody share with us a word that's been significant for her, a warning that maybe she wishes she would have known sooner in life that those of us can kind of mm -hmm. try to learn from her. And then just a wow, a wow moment that she's gotten to experience in ministry. So mm -hmm. let's start off. What is your word you want to share? So my word is really a phrase and it's a picture and it is tug of war. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm in a tug of war right now, just not just ministry, but life. But um, in this tug of war, I am the rope. I mean, I like that, you guys, I'm the rope. I was not like, expecting that. Oh yeah, I'm the and rope. I, and I'm, the, to be clear, I'm the rope. Okay, good. I am now. the rope in this tug of war, and you know the the rope that's used in a tug of war is is really strong. Sometimes rope is really beautiful if you look at it the way mm -hmm. it's woven. Um, I am not a beautiful rope. I am frayed, and it, it's kind of coming apart in the middle, and it's you know the the strands are starting to break, uh, and um, I feel it's frayed. It's a frayed rope, and I feel like I look frayed. I feel frayed, like that word. It just keeps coming to my mind too, and I think it's true um, of any of us who have been involved in 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 ministry over the last two years or leading in ministry, no matter what your role is, we, we have been tugged in a million different directions. And I, I think we just really need to be aware of how much tugging has been done on our souls and on our lives. Um, and just give ourselves permission to admit that. Yeah. I feel a little afraid right now, not afraid. I feel afraid. <laughs> And a little right afraid. now and, and a little afraid. And sometimes as women, it is just not, we don't give ourselves permission to, to say those words because we got to keep it all together. So tug of war, you, I'm the rope. What, what made you notice that? And really the question is, have the courage to recognize that you feel afraid, that you feel pulled in mm -hmm. directions. Because I know you and I know that you also have a very strong call. And so it's not necessarily mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm doubting what I'm doing, but I'm also able to recognize the toll it's taking. Like, how did you first notice that for our listeners? How do they begin to identify that that might, they might also be the rope? 
I think when you are very clear on your calling and you're, you know what you're gifted and wired to do and the things that you naturally would fall into start making you feel resentful and tired and exhausted the things that you could you normal are normally life-giving to you those things start feeling burdensome and you're like why why is this happening right now why this thing that i am normally gifted and wired to do feels hard um tiring i, I am short fused i think that that is that is your I think it's the Holy Spirit talking to you a little bit and your soul just kind of crying out like, hey, you need to start paying attention a little bit to what is happening internally and let go of what's happening externally. So that's for me anyway, how I know that I'm starting to feel like things are coming undone. Mm -hmm. That's so big, you know, and the feeling exactly the the self-awareness that says, this is something that used to bring me joy and why Mm -hmm. am I upset, right? Mm -hmm. Or this thing that used to be like something I was looking forward to doing. Now I like, I see it on the calendar and I just like sigh. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you why it's important for us to be able to recognize that in ourselves because sometimes you can look at those things and go, oh, am I not called to this anymore? Mm -hmm. Am I not supposed to be doing this anymore? And we can have these knee jerk reactions to those things out of our deep sense of feeling like we need to be productive. Okay. It's not that thing anymore. I got to go find the new thing. I got to go find the the next thing that makes me feel like I'm living into my calling or this or that. And I'm I'm telling you that is the, that's probably the worst thing that Mm. we could do. I think we need to just give ourselves some space and time Um, especially finding those deep places with God to just regroup and have him speak into what that thing, what that thing is. Yeah. You know what that makes me think of is I want to recommend our listeners go back to one of our Instagram lives. We have our Wednesday chats, uh, first and third Wednesdays. And my guest a couple weeks ago was Annie Perdue Olson. And we talked about different types of overwhelm. And if you don't correctly um, assess what type you feel, you try to solve it the wrong way. So if, if you feel overwhelmed and you think it's because you have too much to do, so you try to solve it by doing less, what you might really be overwhelmed by is just the burden of your mission and doing less isn't going to help with that. So that's what it makes me think of. It's that looking and really being wise and not letting go of the the wrong thing, right? And right. Or not making the assumption, oh, this must mean my call is changing or going away or whatever. What? And I know, Jody, you're, I appreciate you just kind of saying, like, here's where I'm at right now. So I recognize that you might not have the solution, but can you talk to us a little mm-hmm. about for you, what then has the letting go looked like, or even just the thinking about how, what adjustments need to be made? before I come totally undone. Yes. And it goes into my, my next word, the warning. Oh, see, the warning. great segue. My warning is, uh, is, you know, we're so used to right now. We've, we've alluded to this a little bit already. I think that we're so used to this internal tag, call it internal tacking. 
where you're having to readjust your sale like every five minutes in terms of what's happening in our lives, this internal tacking that is happening with us at any given moment of the day. Um, while our lives coming out of this pandemic might not be back at full force, um, we are on overdrive mentally and emotionally because of this internal tacking that takes place. Mm. And um, I think the thing that is helping me get through that when I'm, when I'm feeling like I'm afraid rope in the midst of a tug of war is wasting time. Now, that is a phrase that women in ministry leadership or anyone who is carrying a leadership role, um, any woman in our society who's either, who's doing anything, raising kids or whatever hat they're wearing, that phrase, wasting time, does not enter our vocabulary. No, or if it does, it it's with we a do- lot of guilt and like, oh, oh I should, we, we should on ourselves is the what should. somebody told me once. <laughs> Oh, it's all, it's all the time. And I, I am here to tell you, I think that God values wasted time. Mm. I really do. I think that it's such a discipline to try and give yourself that without the guilt, without the shoulds, and just realize that God has not called you and not called us as women to produce all the time. Mm. I think that there is a value in just wasting time for the sake of wasting time with God for yourself. Um, I honestly think that's what Sabbath is. Yes. <laughs> you know, I honestly think that's what Sabbath is and kind of recapturing that value, no matter what it is that you're doing. I think we think that Sabbath is, you know, I'm going to sit and like read scripture or pray for five hours and whatever fills your soul in that space and time, do it mm-hmm. and God will honor it. He has made you that way, mm-hmm. right? He's wired you that way. There's something, yeah. um, you know, trust. There's something about not being productive that builds our trust because when we're productive, we're in control. Mm-hmm. We get to try to control our outcomes. We, you know, it's our terms. And when you stop producing, you, it's a practice in trust that God will do it, that I, God will take care of me. God will help me prioritize in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. It's such a trust mm-hmm. thing. It absolutely yeah, cool. is. Oh, go ahead, Erin. No, go. Oh, I was just going to say, I can't echo that more. And, you know, at the end of the day, I do think what this pandemic season has done is, you know, in general, women, I think, feel the need to be like seen as productive, as helpful, as nurturing, like the visual of like those things happening, Mm -hmm. moving into a space where we're not always in person, I think has heightened that need to like pack up your calendar, to be on cam, to like give an extra level of visual to being productive that I think has been so hard on folks in ministry, on parents, on anyone who is having to try and level that expectation that we often feel mm-hmm. as women about being useful, yes. right? Which is like such a yes. dichotomy, but mm-hmm. um, it's so important. I think, like you said, to, to recognize that like there is no shame in like wasting mm-hmm. some time and giving yourself yeah. a second to just even reevaluate, like, what am I mm-hmm. doing? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the blocked calendar. And I know that people can't stand that, but I'm like, I'm putting a block in here. Cause if I don't, I won't. If I, yeah, I'll fill it. 
if not. What yeah, um, exactly? I'll fill how, it. Jody, how did you learn that? And then be real honest. How are you at doing that? The wasting time, putting you on the spot. Um, I know. I feel like I'm terrible at it, but I the when I look at my calendar, the busy my calendar gets the more I realize if I don't do that, if I don't waste time or just take moments, Mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be an hour. It could be five minutes. Mm -hmm. If I don't take the time to do that, I will crash and burn. And Andrea, I think the word, when you said trust, like the way that we have to trust God in that, that kind of goes into my next wow moment. Oh, well, this (laughs) is too, wait, let me throw this in really quick. Oh, wow. Your, your transitions are beyond seamless. I'm Mm, so impressed. Gosh, I don't even need to be on this. this Yeah, Jody could just do it by yourself. Let's have our guests just do podcasts by themselves. It'd be a lot less work on us, Erin. <laughs> just here, we'll send you a link, record yourself having a conversation that's meaningful. Um, no, I was going to say, and this isn't even a joke, like I, so I did not grow up practicing Lent. Um, I did not grow up in a traditional um, denomination where I don't even know if I knew what Lent was, even though I grew up in, you know, I was in a Baptist church. And um, so I, in the last probably eight years have, on and off been like, okay, how am I going to engage in the Lenten season? And, and I'm not even kidding. You know what I gave up for Lent this year? Not coffee, not sugar, not alcohol. Um, I gave up productivity and I put in my calendar, my calendar, if you open it right now at eight o'clock to nine o'clock at night, it just says, stop producing. And I haven't been like a hundred percent great at it, but it's like that, like you said, put it on your calendar, that intentional, like, I I need to have time every day where I don't get stuff done. And I, mm-hmm. even when the to-do list is not done for work or for other things, and I just have to exercise, like, God's work is more important than my to-do list, and I'm going to mm-hmm. trust it. I don't know. That's, that's resonates that I'm resonating with what you're saying about the not producing you um I think Andrea you're the person who I remember hearing you talk about on staff at Crosswinds one of the things you guys say is like fill the gap with trust Mm -hmm. that like in the space like giving that space to trust in the interim and I think something that's so meaningful in making that time is also recognizing that like that giving yourself opportunities to step back also as a leader gives you opportunities to delegate something that is too heavy to someone else on your team to, to really call up the next person so that you don't, so that rope doesn't come completely Mm -hmm. undone. Um, it kind of is an impetus and I've had to work really hard at that. I am someone who loves to like white knuckle and hold (laughs) everything and Mm -hmm. having to lean on my team and go, you know what? I do not have the mental capacity to do this. And so I'm going to take that extra 10 minute quick call to, to hand it over and to keep my calendar blocked mm-hmm. and to just take my dog around, around the yeah. street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Waste you know? time. So it's that mix. Yeah. Of like trusting your team, trusting that the Lord will fill it and not being afraid that like delegation and also taking a step back is not a sign of weakness. It's no. a sign of like practiced vulnerability yes. and recognition of your internal needs. So it's a big That's thing. Good. 
That's good. Okay. So you guys are both very inspiring though, because you actually put it on your calendar, <laughs> which is amazing. I'm going to borrow that. I'm not even that far along in my journey of wasting time. However, the reason I did not get my sermon written yesterday, Andrea, is because I did waste the whole day. <laughs> yes, yeah, So I maybe went me. overboard with my wasting time. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a balancing act, right? Um, yeah, no, it's so true. Okay. So you, so this leads into kind of a wow mm-hmm. moment when you mm-hmm. did maybe let go and you saw God show up in some big ways. Tell us about that. So I think, um, well, for me in particular, I'll only speak for myself, but I can imagine that, uh, you guys might be able to relate to this a little bit and people listening as well. Um, whenever I am doing something for other women, other women leaders, the, the pressure I put on myself is immense to make it good to, again, I fall into this role of proving my, I got to prove myself. I got to prove that I can, that I can be here or that I, that I deserve to be in this space to speak or teach. There's this weird thing that happens in me and it's an, it's a deep insecurity that I've, that I've always had as a, a woman, a woman in um, ministry leadership um, that I feel like I have to work every minute of the day until that thing I'm about that I'm producing is good. Like I've got to be able to say I, I gave it my all. And for our last legal conference, I was doing the soul care. It's eight. It was an eight minute teaching. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's eight minutes. How do I, how do I harness something amazing in, for eight minutes, for eight minutes. Right. And those of you but that haven't, just, and so, real quick, those of you who haven't been to the conference, we have some set aside time where, yeah, we have a short message that gives a prompt and then we set you free by yourself on the campus mm-hmm. for 30 minutes or so to just listen and engage with God. So that's the time. That's what Jody's talking about. Okay, go on. Yeah. So eight minutes, right? What, what do I do? And so I, I kid you not, I would sit down at my laptop and be, okay, I, I would research, I would read, I would, I tried for so long to just figure out what to do, but, but it was, it was born out of this thing of, I have to be good. I, I have to, they have to know that I, that I should be here doing this. So weird. And just so. No, um, but you're right. It's anyway, so, so many, we get it. We feel that way. So I put, was putting all this pressure on myself, spending so much time to figure out what I was going to do for this thing. And finally, I just told God, I said, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore because every waking minute, moment was spent on figuring out what that thing was going to be. So I said, you, you've got to do this. I've got to trust you. There's that word. I've got to trust you. I'm giving up for the day. So I told God I was, I'm literally, I'm giving up. And so I'm sitting at my son's basketball practice and just sitting there on the bleachers. It was 102 degrees in this gym and there was no airflow. It was last summer. I'm just sitting there and all of a sudden it was like raindrops, you guys, where God was just like, "Mm, there's a thought. Oh, and there's Mm. that thought. And here's this phrase. And, and, And I took out my phone and I was like, oh my gosh. And I started writing it on my phone. (laughs) <laughs> Never in a million years would I ever do that. But I started writing in the little notes section, just these phrases. And pretty soon it just became this long, in the, in a matter of probably five to 10 minutes, he had downloaded it. And I thought, okay, why don't I give up more often and, and, and trust more? 
that God knows exactly what he's doing and he knew what those women needed. And why don't I trust like that? And it's because I feel like um, it's all on me. I got to prove myself in those settings and, um, and work my hardest. And sometimes God's like, I got this. Go watch your kid play basketball. Mm. That's such, I told him, I was going to say, I told Andrea a while back, I used to do a lot more kind of like speaking engagements and things like that than I, than I have in recent tenure. And it's, I took a big break from it for that very reason. I like could not step away from like feeling like it had to be really good and Mm -hmm. that it was, you know, I do think many of us in ministry, whether you're a teaching pastor or you're just in front a lot, sometimes like, I think the enemy can really like use that third eye against us, which is Mm -hmm. like, how do I look? How am I being perceived? Is this good enough? Um, And taking time away, recognizing that like, whatever that looks like a break to a basketball game, like, just like you said, in terms of this is so cohesive, Jody, like wasting time, you've, you've, you've chained together such an important part of what it means to really be filled. I think if we are trying so often to like fill up our own cup, Mm -hmm. there's no more space for God. Like if we're filling it to the line, then where is the space for the Lord and others to pour into you? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's such an important piece of it all is like, if we don't give space for the Lord to be present and to like give us his mindset to let the Holy Spirit work in terms of of what we're trying to accomplish, there's, if we don't make room for God, we will continually be running out of space for ourselves. Yeah. That is, you know, that word that we give you as a prompt is like a wow, like when did God or someone else wow you? And just Mm -hmm. as a, you know, kind of add on to what you were sharing, Jody, about that message, that eight minute message, no joke for months after the conference months, I had women that I would be in conversation with that were at the conference. They would bring up that message. Not, not like to be about you. I know, but to be about how God used what you said. And then that time that Mm. followed, like it was crazy. And I, sometimes I would tell you about it and sometimes I wouldn't. Cause I was like, she'll go and get sick of me. Just every time being like, I talked to another woman who was like the main, <laughs> the main thing she got out of the conference was that thing you said, you know, um, mm-hmm. but it was profound. And it was, I love that it is exactly what you needed, how you needed it. And then I saw myself that it was exactly what the women in that room mm-hmm. needed. Um, that's powerful. Yeah. That's so powerful. Yeah. The phrase, so Aaron, you, you use the word poured, you know, when we fill our cup to the line, God can't pour in. And, and just a phrase or a sentence that I've just been mulling over is the less I try, the more he pours. Mm. And so, you know, I, I've been thinking about that a lot and uh, I do not have a theology for this, but a long time ago when I was in seminary, I remember a guy in my preaching class saying something like, God has a special blessing and special favor with women. And when you look through scripture about how God treat the treatment of women and how God is always just re- restoring them and trying to turn the tide with that and the way Jesus uh, treated women um, he's like, God's just got special blessing and favor for women. Mm. And I remember thinking at that time, 
Well, it doesn't seem like that right now as I'm getting this <laughs> seminary degree and I can't even get ordained because you guys can only get ordained, you yeah. know, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It, it's these other, these quieter ways where I really do think mm. that there is like this special favor that God kind of pours out on women. He, I think he gets this, even though I'm calling him a he, and that's the way I refer to him, he gets the struggle, struggle, the, the things that we go through. And so those special blessings I think are, are um, kind of reserved for us at times. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I, um, I've loved this conversation. I know that our listeners are going to grab onto many of the things and it's all, like you said, Aaron, like they all just wove together so well. Um, one thing, Jody, I don't know if you know this, but we mm-hmm. always, um, we always tell our guests <laughs> that we're going to come up with the title of their autobiography based on our conversation and then you just have to go write it. So um, I have a yeah. few, Aaron, I'm sure you have a few. And then oh we just gosh. make that the title yeah. of the podcast. So Aaron, what do you have? Well, I love the, like, I honestly feel like it should just be like tug of war. And yeah, that's what I wrote too. <laughs> that's what you wrote too. Oh my gosh. Perfect. My only other one. It's tug of war and yeah, I'm the rope. I, I literally yeah. wrote that. By, it's by Jody Tay. I'm the rope. Yes. It's so relatable. And the only other one I wrote, <laughs> this could, you know what, this can just be a chapter title in your book, but okay. I loved the, um, frayed, but not afraid. Oh, yeah, sweet. The, okay. I love it. Be the, tagline. the tagline. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Jody, yeah. you're Love thank it. you for your honesty and just sharing us where you really are. Um I know yeah. that you're I know that you're like I don't have all the answers cuz I'm also still in it, but in a way that's so refreshing because we're in it together. We are learning alongside each other and I very much felt that today. Good. We're all in good company, aren't we? Absolutely. At times. Again, it's that deep calling to deep in this. There's just like that, that common understanding no matter where we are. All right. Well, um, those of you that want to get to meet Jody in person, she'll be at our conference in the fall and um, just continue, continue um, learning together. And thank you for being with us, Aaron and Jody. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Awesome. Thanks everybody. Well, thanks for joining us on another awesome episode of the Lead Bold Podcast. And of course, we're super grateful for Dr. Jody Tay and her amazing investment encouragement and her just incredible leadership when it comes to the Lead Bold team. Speaking of the Lead Bold team, we have something amazing we want to continually remind you guys of, and that is the conference that's happening this weekend. That's April 30th. It's a Saturday, a virtual conference inspired to lead from nine to noon. Um, this is going to be a precious time. And I know we say you're not going to want to miss it. And I really mean it when I say this is an incredibly fruitful experience. Jackie Reese is heading up the speaking for this conference. And it's really going to be just a super fruitful time for all of us to engage in what it means to be a confident leader. It is a wonderful experience. Tickets are still more than available. Invite your friends, no matter if they're on the East, West, North, or South Coast. Um, this is a great resource for all of us who are called to ministry. We will see you next time and find out more on leadingbolt.org.